This is the Rich Eisen Show. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What's your assessment of Brock Purdy? Where are the turnovers coming from? He's forcing, you know, he's okay. trying to make too big a plays. Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Welcome to this third hour of this here program. James Harden got traded, and Devontae Adams still hasn't been traded, and I don't think he's going to get traded. Um, We'll talk about the former with Jim Jackson, 14-year NBA veteran, NBA on TNT, calls Clippers games locally on the television. Um, He will be joining us in about 20 minutes' time. You can join us at 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Um, there's been a trade uh, in the NFL. Josh Dobbs is the quarterback that the Vikings have elected to acquire. They are uh, getting Josh Dobbs in a seventh, flipping a six to uh, Arizona for that. As Kirk Cousins goes down, and he goes down hard, and uh, winds up um, done for the year. And we'll see what the Vikings are going to do with Josh Dobbs. And Nick Mullins is coming off of the IR. And they've got Jaron Hall, the uh, fifth-round selection out of BYU, potentially best known as Puka Nakua's quarterback in college. And so, um, look, I thought Trey Lance might be the move. They they didn't want to maybe give up uh, a three for him. You bring in Josh Dobbs. You try and get through the season. And if the Dobbs that showed up for Arizona – shows up in Minnesota, and we assume it will be, they can win some football games here. And I know I just went a little higher register, but I, I think they can. And um, he might even go against Atlanta. Or, pardon me, uh, against Cleveland at Cleveland. My goodness. And then we'll see what they do with um, – uh, pardon me, they uh, mixing up my, my, uh, my teams right here. They are taking on Atlanta. They're at Atlanta. They're, they're home for New Vikings, Orleans. Yeah. And then they're at Denver on a Sunday night. You think Josh Dobbs against uh, Russell Wilson is going to stay there or they're going to flex out of that? So that's the situation. And then there's Arizona. I mean, if Kyler Murray's healthy, I mean, what are you waiting for? Unless you just think, okay, it's probably better to have him start off home against Atlanta as opposed to at Cleveland against Miles Garrett. It's not like Atlanta's defense is any uh, slouch this year. But that is the uh, the latest there is we're now two uh, less than two hours away from the rest of this trade deadline. Now, uh, we did start this program, uh, interestingly enough, uh, with the latest on what's going on with Devontae Adams and the Raiders. I gave a top five list of teams that should trade for him. And then uh, when they don't acquire him, it'll be should have traded for him. Mm-hmm. That overlooked... And I think this has it's has nothing to do with them. It's got to do with the fact that them performing well has suddenly become um, expected and accepted. It has um, uh, had me skip over the fact that the Detroit Lions are six and two. Mm. We haven't discussed that on this program. It's the third hour, and the team that won Monday Night Football kind of slipped through the cracks here. And I understand that we do focus on controversy and we do focus on uh, disgruntlement, which it appears that Devontae Adams has. And he is supremely Hall of Fame talented and uh, available, one would say, for the godfather offer that comes Mark Davis's way in Vegas. But the Detroit Lions rebounded, folks. They got smoked in Baltimore and... They didn't do what the Niners did, which is continue losing. That didn't happen. What they did was unwrap Jameer Gibbs for the first time. Did they ever. Now, I was saying when they lost in Baltimore, they needed a a running back with more sand in his pants because David David Montgomery wasn't out there. He did say that. And he's that guy that is just, you know, pinballing his way through defensive lines and taking away your will. Like, that's the way that you win football games when you're the Detroit Lions. You want to hit people and you want to keep hitting them and you want to keep hitting them hard. 
And Jameer Gibbs was the 12th overall selection in this draft, a surprise 12th overall selection that I heard on the night that he was drafted that the Lions beat several teams to the punch for the Alabama Crimson Tide running back that had been sort of placed in the shadows by Bijan Robinson's drafting and availability. And he had not done very much. He was hurt for a couple of weeks as well. And while Montgomery was out last week, I looked at this running game with Gibbs and with Craig Reynolds also being out, it didn't appear like Gibbs had, you know, the physical aspect of his game to take on a Ravens defense that was marauding and rampaging in a plus they fell behind so so far. Uh, clearly, Gibbs wasn't the one that was going to dig him out of that. But last night, he showed up, and he 100% took the will away from this Raiders defense that was taking the ball away from the Lions, a pick six being one. There was another, I would say, specious turnover when Craig Reynolds was in the middle of a mosh pit on the three-yard line, and Max Crosby ripped the ball out while it did seem like Reynolds had his back you know, on somebody's leg to keep his upper body off the turf, but the lower body that was hidden by a mosh pit, how in the world was he not down? But That was weird. Be that as it may, the Raiders' defense, I think you could say, was showing up last night in a way that we've seen them show up. They came up with right. a lot of I mean, it was style, a 16-14 game in the, in the, in the third quarter. Drives, Just yeah. nine points for Detroit throughout much of the first half before yep. that touchdown they hit the Raiders with. I mean, that was a, that was a 9-7 game going into the half until the Lions hit him yep. with Laporta over the middle. Um, but Gibbs was the, the difference maker last night. And then the defense took it over when Jimmy G was basically trying to make throws and he couldn't. And then when he was still upright, he was missing Devontae Adams. And the Lions are 6-2. and two. That's what they are. And what they are is a two-seed in the NFC right now. That's what they are. You are what you are. And what they did is they rebounded. They did not take that loss in Baltimore lightly. They did not take that loss in Baltimore and compound it with a proverbial home loss to a team they shouldn't lose to. They should take a team like the Raiders, the way that the Raiders are playing, the way that the Raiders are having team meetings and clearing air meetings and getting things off the chest meetings. You should take that team coming into your house with your physical nature and hit them in the mouth. And Gibbs had six touches in the first drive, six. They just decided to make this a Jameer Gibbs game Good move. And I'm on Ross St. Brown, yeah. people. The sun god, as we refer to sun him over god. here, right? That kid is dynamite. Remember last year I said he was a top 10 receiver in the game? And mm-hmm. I think you guys looked at me like I was crazy. I don't think so. The man's name is sun god. He is a top 10 receiver in this sport. And that is saying a mouthful. Another 100-yard game for him. Another one. And his... Moves and speed after the catch is awesome. And he goes over the middle, and he can beat you deep. He's intermediate threat. He's a threat all over the place. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so that offensive line, when it gets cooking, and when Montgomery gets back, this is going to be a B word of a team to get out. Mm. That's a fact. Detroit's next game's. They are now on a bye, so they get healthier. And then they come back. They're at the Chargers here in Los Angeles before their first of two games against Green Bay, one in Week 11, one in Week 14. Uh, pardon me, two games against Chicago, one in, in Week 11, one in Week 14. They have a chance to sweep the Packers. Remember, they won in Green Bay in Week 4, and that was a – Big game when the Packers had started well. And that was the beginning of a Packers downfall as well. Packers haven't won since that game. And so they 
then visit New Orleans, which could be a pretty damn big football game and a preview of, of two division winners going at it. Home for Denver, two games against Minnesota, which, as we know, is going to be maybe Josh Dobbs' team to quarterback. That game against Dallas, baby, December 30th. That's going to be a measuring stick game, and you know the Lions like to take a measuring stick and beat their opponents over the head with it. Good luck. Now the Ravens took that stick from him and hit them on the hop of the head with it as well. True. And I'm just wondering, again, if that's going to be one of those you look back on and say, okie dokie. That is uh, when it all kind of sunk into the Lions that they're not invincible and that if they're not completely on their P's and Q's against certain teams, they're going to get beat up. Wondering if we'll look back on the Dallas game is that way. I mean, on that Baltimore game is that way when they take on same teams like Dallas. And then one last thing, that game that they play in Chicago week 14, that is the last game they play outdoors. Yes, sir. Detroit in Los Angeles, indoors, home for Chicago and Green Bay and home for Denver and home for Minnesota, indoors, at New Orleans, indoors, at Dallas, indoors, at Minnesota, indoors. That Chicago game in Chicago, week 14, that is the only time they will be out of doors. And this team can beat you up, man, indoors for sure. And they're equipped to win outside in the cold, too. They're, they're, they're built. I like the way they're built. Obviously, I like the way they're coached. Just wanted to say those two cents on that subject matter since we were very Raiders heavy to begin. Question is, you take Detroit versus San Francisco right now. Who wins? Detroit. Wouldn't you agree? TJ? Ah. At this present, the way the Niners are, yeah. Yeah, no Debo, no so. Trent, right? If the Niners are back healthy... Yeah. Chris, it might be a different story, right? Like, but man, the, the key is Gibbs unlocked like he was yesterday. Man, it's like Campbell that, finally figured out how to use him. Man, that's tough. That's a tough matchup for teams. Will Porta? Will, will Porta better than Kittle at the moment? Maybe you could make the argument. Let's go to Jeff in Detroit right here. What's up, Jeffrey? What's going on? Um, first of all, the costumes are on point. I love you guys for it. <laughs> Checking the ball. Shout out to her name is uh, Katie Six. They did a little thing on her. The uh, the female that pulled Jameer Gibbs up into the stands. Okay. She's like super famous right now. Dude, that was something else. And uh, I, I'm kind of like you guys right now. Uh, the Lions kind of needed that situation last week, getting our butts whooped to kind of reset us. Every now and again, a good butt whooping us. Uh, get you right and get you together. That running game was something else, and if we can keep that up, it's going to be hell to tell the captain. Well, and and here's the deal, Jeff. Though I mean, th- this is real, though. I mean, I think we're we're done with the is the are they for real stuff that even came back home the roost after you know getting curb stomped in Baltimore. That's over. It's over. Are they for real? You bet they're for real. They're for real. They're beating opponents they should beat. They're beating up opponents they should beat. They're losing games. I mean, Seattle and Baltimore are going to wind up being playoff teams. I think you could say they're both division leaders right now with just two losses. But they, they are for real. And and the whole country's going to see it on Thanksgiving, you know, um, against Green Bay. That's going to be particularly ugly, I think, for the Packers. And, well, and, then, and then, you know, that game against Dallas at Dallas is a Saturday game that I, the whole country is going to settle in to see. And everybody's going everybody's gonna to be watching that particular game. I wanted to also congratulate you, Matt. Okay. Somebody told me it's a Marconi in the house. They said somebody <laughs> knows something about a little journalism up and dropping knowledge. Oh, yeah. and, and, and on your trip to Germany, please be safe, man. Thank you. I appreciate uh, you saying that, Jeff. Looking forward to that, definitely. Thank you, Jeff. That's, that's uh, much appreciated. Thank you. Um, yes, journalism always here. But thanks to the Marconi... I'm a radio man. Radio man, yeah. <laughs> that's that's maybe should I've been that for Halloween or that's me right now. I'm dressed up. You're big on the radio. I'm a radio man. You know who I am, Chris? Ask me who I am. Go ahead. Please ask me who I am. Rich? Yeah. Who are you? I'm a radio man. Nah. Lil Jon Snow, ask me who I am. Will you please? Rich. No, no, no. Oh, Lil John, I want Lil Jon Snow to ask me who yeah. I am. Who are you, Rich? Yeah. Put the teeth that, in. That was bad. Put the, teeth in. Put the teeth in. Yeah. It's okay. not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, Rich? 
I'm a radio man. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the teeth do make a difference. They really do. <laughs> you sound like Blue Holtz with the teeth. Exactly. I never thought of retiring as a radio man, but he's a radio man. Rich, can I say it? Yeah, sure. When the show started, I know because I was, you know, part of the show from back in the day. You've even told me the radio part was kind of hard for you to wrap your head around and, and, and kind of learn and understand. Yes, and sir. In this short the... amount of time that the show's been on, you get from not being comfortable, as I believe you said, to winning a Marconi Award, man. That's that, Thank that's you. pretty awesome. And I, yeah. you've not really pumped, you know, said it with your chest and thumped your chest enough. But that that's that's impressive. I bro. appreciate you saying that no and doubt. sharing that, even though you know I'm 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 not ashamed to admit it that. Yeah, I mean, nine years ago when this show came on the air, you know, I was from the world of podcasting when just talking into a microphone off camera, you know, with uh, yep. with the the show that this was born out of. And then, you know, when you're, it's a different endeavor on the radio. Yeah, you were And it was to tough. TV. It's just, it, you know, but I'm, I wanted to make sure I got better at it. And, and so. you did, and you won a Marconi, bro. That's, well, that's incredible. And you know what that means? Go ahead and ask me. Go ahead and ask me. Ask me. What's what's that mean? Ask Rick? me who I am. Mike, oh, Mike you oh, ask me. I'm laughing too hard. Rich, who are you? I'm a radio man. <laughs> I'm laughing too hard. And like I said, guys, because Rich that. is here oh. and we're here, doesn't that make it our oh, mark? That's correct. That's Mr. true. Hand. You know who I am? Mr. Hand? Radio oh. Richeem. <laughs> That's please, me. Please don't do that. Please don't. Should I go? Should I, should I trick or treat tonight as Radio Richeem? You know I'm co-signing that. Give you, give you like a four-finger ring, love and hate. Radio. And an res joint. All right, let's take a break. Jim Jackson joining us next. Harden's coming to town. How's this going to work? Radio. And then more of your calls. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, back here on the show, I'm picking somebody up. Oh. Ooh. Nah, I just picked up um, Gonzaga's finest, Jalen Suggs. You go with whatever the hot ad is of the day. What do I care? <laughs> yeah. I need bodies. I need bodies that don't have knee soreness and miss games and stuff. Rich has like eight more transactions in exactly. the rest of the It's game literally the it's fantasy. day of the season. It's called like, fantasy. Why are you complaining it's so much? Because I like to do it. <laughs> Complain or pick up players? Complain. Radio regime. <laughs> Radio. I don't know I where that came from. I'm laughing too Loving hard. Him. All right. So our radio audience will return in about a minute and change. That's when we'll bring in Jim Jackson. Uh, who I love. Uh, 
listening on the call whenever he's calling a game. Now, did you realize at the beginning of the day you were going to book two members of the Ohio State University alumni on the show? Or Dude, the man, the man who handles the, uh, you know, uh, my uh, my business, money manager. He's an Ohio State guy. Okay. I don't. It, just, it doesn't matter to me. It just, it just matters that once November hits, things happen the proper way. That's all. <laughs> That's all I care about. What's the proper way? You winning? Yeah, of course. Oh, God. The proper way. Sure, he feels but differently. Are, but are you winning the proper way? Or, yeah, that's, you know, or is it a little? Because yeah. there's a way to win. Ooh, and there's a way, way not to win. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. If this dude, Connor Stallions, was on the sideline at Central Michigan just to look at Michigan State, then he is the biggest dummy <laughs> of the history of dummies. And and has no business being anywhere near like, the Michigan like, program. Like Bobby Valentine? With like, the seriously, like he's been ejected. And Bobby Valentine shows up the mustache. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, we need to scout Mel Tucker's team. Get out and by 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 wearing Central Michigan gear and sneaking on the sideline. Like, what are you doing? Hey, yeah. By any means necessary. What is happening? It's weird. It's weird. So there you have it. Thank you. Back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Uh, I love listening to him call games on Turner, certainly here locally for the Los Angeles Clippers. And with James Harden coming our way, why not have Jim Jackson back on the program? How are you doing, Jim? You good? I'm good. Uh, Rich Raheem, Rich, uh, what you go? Radio, 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 Richeem. You know, but here's the thing. Let me, you got, you got the, you got the, the beat box. You got the boom box. Oh yeah. At home. <laughs> yeah, I got that at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like going to pizza places too. You know that, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay, that's we about get, it. That's... We should get extra right. mozzarella on that. <laughs> now, 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 you know you got to go. You now, you know, now you know you got to go to the hood to do that, right? Oh, you can't of course. Be out here. Oh, All yeah. right, just checking. Oh, I understand, Jim. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I, I have a. I have a Marconi now, so I'm standing straight. You know what I mean? I'll, br- I'll bring my Marconi with me wherever I go. So. <laughs> Good to see you, Jim. Uh, what's your first blush you thoughts on, on Harden being acquired by the Clippers and what, what it means here? What do you think? I'm surprised just because of, you know, Rich, you've been around this enough to know that when a lot of noise is happening around a potential trade or a move or a free agent move or whatever it may be, sometimes it doesn't facilitate. But I thought that these conversations, that it wasn't a lot of uh, – intrigue from a bunch of teams and I understood kind of where it's twofold because of where the Clippers were currently sitting with their roster construction and where they needed to go to thin out their uh, forward position a little bit more because they were really deep at the forward position through a trade it would be one way to thin that out so uh, the the players that uh, were in that position would understand exactly how much time they were playing who they were playing and things like that so Am I surprised? No, I'm not surprised. And also the timing, because one, Philly had to get this done. They wanted to get this out of the way so they could, at the beginning of the season, um, figure out who they're going to be as a team and be settled. And it's the same way for the Clippers, because if you get a James Harden right now, now you're able to integrate him at the beginning of the season, get him in, and allow him to work into the culture of the system uh, to help benefit for later on when you're talking about making the playoff. So how does it work on the court? What, what do you think Tyler's going to do here with all these stars and sharing a basketball? Well, and that's yeah. the well, well, you know, but that's the beauty about Ty Lue. It's not just Ty, but it's the player's acceptance. But, see, it, the funny part is people want to win a championship. We always want to win a championship. Guys will say that all the time. But then it's a contingent upon, well, I want to win it this way. How does it help me? And I think if everybody's on the same page in regards to working together, that this could be something if James James has the mindset that he did when he went to Brooklyn, where he was a facilitator, that he understood that Kyrie and KD would be the main scoring options. And then when they weren't on the on the court, he could be that second scoring option. If he has that um, mindset coming in, I think that he'll be able to integrate himself to what the Clippers want to do rather seamlessly because you have two willing participants in Paul George and also Kawhi Leonard who are on the same path of ultimately winning a championship, beginning to a championship. 
So a lot depends on one. I, I trust Ty Lue and the coaching staff in regards to game planning like that. But more importantly, what you have to trust is those 12 to 15 individuals that accept what's going on and, and kind of integrate James himself that way too. Can you help me about who James Harden is? Because he doesn't come on shows like these. He just doesn't really make himself available very often uh, outside mm-hmm. of what obligations are. Because this is the, yeah. the latest example of him not being happy in a spot that he, you know, forced his way to. I mean, it's just the number of times that he has gotten his way uh, by getting mm-hmm. his way out of places that he wanted to get his way to originally. I've I've, I've kind of lost track. Can you help me about who he is, Jim? That's a difficult. Well, that's a difficult question because James has never been one to kind of share his insights personally. In a meaningful manner, because what I'm saying is this, is that we know who LeBron is because we've been able to interview. He's been able to talk through things, even when he went from Cleveland to Miami, Miami back to Cleveland, Cleveland to the Lakers. He kind of shared the insight and we knew and understood who LeBron was. Steph Curry is the same way. Giannis is the same way. James has never been that person who's gone deep into why the reason he thinks that he does. He'll give us surface answers, so to speak. And then it's left up to us to interpret what that means by his action. And what I try to stray from a lot of times, Rich, is trying to figure out the intent of an individual player because I don't know the intent unless they allow that to be described by what they say. We can only read the tree leaves and what's happened in the past and kind of follow that pattern and develop some sense of, okay, this is who James Harden is. And we may be 100% right. We may be 100% wrong. We may be 50% right. We don't know. And that's the challenge here when you try to evaluate a player like James Harden that really hasn't shared his full insights onto how he thinks, why he thinks, and what pushes him to a situation where he thinks may be comfortable. But then, now, was Brooklyn totally his doing? I'm not going to say it was. How he handled it, maybe, but... The situation dictated that he he wanted something else, whether we like it or not. In that situation, now the Philly thing is totally different with him and Maury. That that whole thing one day will come out to light exactly what the promises were made. But it's tough to judge someone's intent when they're not fully open with you. Right, and and um, I just want to be fair here because just just to mix sports here, Jim Jim Jackson here on the Rich Eisen show. You know, I was talking about mm-hmm. Devontae Adams before. And now Adams goes from from Green Bay to Vegas. He kind of wanted out of Green right. Bay, and he was accommodated in a way that's rare for an NFL player, but very commonplace for an NBA player of a certain stature. Again, mm-hmm. Harden being the example. And how now he's in a new spot, and things have changed to the point where I wouldn't blame him for wanting to get out. And that may be the case for Harden as well, but it's happened over and over and over again, which is why I ask you about who is he? And so my question is, like, why why wouldn't this happen with the Clippers eventually, right? Like, why won't why won't Bomber and this front office be in the same position that Philly found itself mm-hmm. in and Houston found itself in and Oklahoma City found itself in? Like, why 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 not? You know, that's the question I've well, got. If, if I'm not if, if I if I'm not mistaken, I think his contract is up after this year. So. From a leverage perspective, he doesn't have the same kind of leverage. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about the Clippers roster right now and contractually where they're at, Kawhi and Paul signed their extensions, I think 2019, so they're up. Russ is on a one-year deal. You have Harden coming in now looking to be re-signed. So you don't have the same kind of leverage employed you do if you're in a multi-year contract, which he was in before. Okay, so... You had to look at things a little bit different. This will give the Clippers time to evaluate not just James, but their entire roster on where they go. Because this is a critical transition stage for the Clippers. Because being relevant means you have to win. Winning means you're going into a new arena, a new climate, a new atmosphere Mm -hmm. in 2024-25. And you want to have momentum when you come in. Steve Ballmer is all about spending the money, as we see ensuring that the players have the best facilities, practice, training, whatever it is, to win. Now it's upon the players, incumbent upon the players, to do their part. Now, does that necessarily mean that you're going to win a championship? No. We've seen it in the past. It's too many variables that happen within the course of the year that could sidetrack you 
whether that's injuries or unhappiness, whatever it is, even though the roster says that you should be in the championship. But the evaluation process, I think, is going to be very critical this year for the Clippers and what they do in the future, who they retain, who they bring back, how they build out that franchise. So I think this is a different scenario in regards to the evaluation process from the Clippers' perspective, mm. but more importantly from James Harden's perspective. Because when you're not guaranteed next year, a little bit differently on how you evaluate your current situation yeah. and how you respond. Interesting answer there. That's Jim Jackson. A couple minutes left with the Clippers analyst on Bally Sports West, as well as mm-hmm. um, so many other different outlets, NBA on TNT. I enjoy his work. Uh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So where does this place the Clippers in the West now? I mean, flat out in the mix. The Nuggets look like, um, you know, world beaters again. I know it's oh, just man. one week in, Jim, yes. but they, they 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 look all the part of a dominant uh, defending champ. Um, and obviously the Suns are the, the Suns, and De'Aaron Fox already has gotten a little bit nicked up, but they this the, I can go on and on. You know how deep it is. Where do you think the yeah. Clippers stand yeah. Well, well, the Clippers are right there with their roster construction anyway, even though they weren't picked, you know, in the top three in the West to do it. If healthy, a Western Conference contending championship team, they're a finals contending team, if healthy. And, And maybe it's great that they did fall under the radar this year. Think about for the last three or four years, they've been picked in the top four, top five in the West to win a championship, to get there. I know some pundits have them on the outside looking in, but maybe this is what they needed. And based on the roster, they're just as good as a Denver, as a Sacramento, as a Lakers, with their core construction. And I think if you couple that with the coaching staff, they're right there. Now, Denver is an anomaly because their best player, Rich, that's part about Nikola Jokic, is that he's low maintenance. Mm-hmm. Their team is low maintenance. Jamal Murray is low maintenance. Their starting five has continuity. If you look at Sacramento, the best thing that happened with Sacramento last year, eight of their rotational players played over 70-plus games. Now, can that happen this year in regards to the injuries? We don't know. The Lakers are still trying to figure out their rotation. So the early process says to me that if this Clipper team defensively continues to focus on that end of it, they limit their turnovers. They stay relatively healthy. And if Kawhi and Paul can play 55 games together, this is going to be a team that you have to contend with late in the season. Again, you can't control the outside forces of what happens. But inside that locker room, if you look at the roster construction and the team and how it's built, Mason Plumley as a backup center. Ivanka Zubash inside as a uh, rim protector the Terrence man on the defensive end. They have all the components to make it. Again, that doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I do believe they're right there at the top-tier teams in the West. Before I let you go, Jim, uh, family was watching uh, Clippers and uh, Spurs the other night with you on the call. What what, what, what was it like uh-huh. to eyeball Wembonyama in person in a game? What was that like? Give me your impression. Of- it was great, man. It, 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 it was, my impression was this is a mature young man at 19 years old that has a lot of of weight of the world on his shoulders Mm. because the NBA has put everything behind him in regards to the next generation. And what I think helps me that I I know that he'll be fine is that he's with the Spurs. And that being that his foundation will be laid and going to be solid. Pop will understand in the coaching staff and the organization of how to help this young man mature into the player that he ultimately wants to be. Won't be a lot of pressure. Pop will figure some things out. He's done it with Tim Duncan, okay, in the past. Mm. So he'll understand what those pressures are, but he'll understand how to alleviate a lot of that in order for this young man to grow and be the best that he can be. It's a lot of things that Wimby has to work on, but that's the beauty of being 19 years old. We, <laughs> we, we're able to see the growth in him, okay? And having that solid foundation to me is the most important thing, Rich. And being in San Antonio probably is one of the best things that probably could happen to this young man in regards to not just for the current playing status, but where he'll be ultimately as probably one of the premier players, of course, in this league in the future. One of my favorite moments that game was Russ trying to uh, block his shot, getting up there to block his <laughs> shot. And then and then gets called for hey, the foul he, of connecting on his on, on, on the leg, right? Like he and he yeah, got upset about that. Right. I saw that. 
And I'm like, on the scale of one mm-hmm. to totally insane, where does Russell Westbrook land? Like, I mean, that's... All the way insane. All the way. <laughs> All the way. Because Russ, Russ figured that, hey, so what? I can I can still jump and get this. Now, yeah. my future is saying that when Wimby understands that, he put he throws that down. Mm-hmm. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's he, just he little things hands. like that. Yeah, I know. No, he's 7'4". Right. That 7'4 is going up over the top. But that's the thing. But that's the beauty about Russ. Right. It's, he doesn't feel like there's nothing in front of him that he can't accomplish to do. So he challenged it, that's almost great. got away with it. Yes, he did. <laughs> that was funny. I was, was laughing. Delayed. I was laughing. That made me laugh. But but also, like, man, he is nuts. He went up there, like, thinking, I'm going to do this. And that was fun. That was fun. It was a fun broadcast. It was great uh, watching, listening to you. And I appreciate it here. Oh, and by the way, I don't know where you are, but 10 and a half behind your right shoulder. If there's anything in 10 and a half, I'll take one of those, uh, whatever it is. I don't even I know what it is. I stopped wearing 10 and a half. I stopped wearing 10 and a half in elementary school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, move on. I don't care if boy size is over here. (laughs) I'm sorry. I forgot I was interviewing a grown ass man, Jim. I forgot. I'm sorry. Hold up. Hold up. But listen, though, before you go, I heard you off air talking that Michigan Ohio State stuff, too. And I just want to let you know. Yes, sir. You're feeling it right now the last couple years. Yeah. uh I'm not going to get into the spy gate and all the stuff. I'm not going to get into all that. Spy gate. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to get into stealing signs and doing shenanigans. I'm not doing that. I'm not even (laughs) saying that even in the last two years. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about the news that was there. Okay. But this year up in Michigan. Yes be a different story all right jim whoa, let's whoa, have whoa. let's do this on the regular i miss you man this is fun appreciate the time Come on, bro anytime i know it. by it. the way me size, asking for, size 14 is back here i was about to say <laughs> I, you know what that was like that was like <laughs> me asking him for 10 and a half shoes was like i'm russ going up against wimbanyama <laughs> thinking i got it exactly <laughs> like, and then you just threw it down because you're a veteran Hold up, hold up. I got I got something for you. What do you got? My son, these are my sons right here. Spider-Man. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's for me. Okay. I went at the king and I missed. You missed. Okay. Thank you, Jim. Take care. Jim Jackson, everybody. That was great. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, that wouldn't go too bad shabby with your Miles Morales outfit. I like it. Or you could put that around your waist. <laughs> cover up. To oh, cover God. up. Come on. Come on, man. Shorts, right? You are going to wear shorts tonight. Yeah. You got to do it. Breaks and beans. Yeah, just... <laughs> I don't know why that got me. It just got me. Right. Right, let's take a break break before beans. I dig it. Yes. a huge train. Uh-oh. Do we really? Uh-oh. Let's take a break. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, take a break. Oh, oh, huge trade. Okay. In the NBA or the NFL? NFL. Okay, uh-huh. baby. That's next. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 
he is here dressed head to toe, full on, uh, with the beard and uh, and the robe and everything and the sandals. Uh, Will Ferrell dressed as. Go ahead, tell the radio audience who you're dressed as today. Will. Jesus. <laughs> Courtesy of Spirit Costumes. Uh, made in China, mm -hmm. and it's adult. And if you if you can focus in on the bottom here. Yes. One size fits most. <laughs> <laughs> One size fits most. So they're not really committing, are they? No. They're not really committing. One, <laughs> One size fits most. How does it fit you? It looks like it fits. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. But uh, yeah, I am. Um, and you've got a Dodger cap on as well. So I want to support my Dodgers. I looked at the calendar. It didn't dawn on me that <laughs> until yesterday. Yeah. That today is the 30th. It is that. I thought, uh, God, the beard. I, 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 a beard really puts me out of breath. I don't know why. Um, You've got an intake. Because it is yeah. up against the nose a little yeah, bit yeah. here. There's only this much Yeah, I just coverage. see the eyes right. Um, but boy, Jesus does love his omega-3s. Look how shiny. <laughs> the beard. <laughs> anyway, my point is, yeah. my kids, we have a rule in the Farrell household. The boys get to pick out my Halloween costume every year and have to wear it no matter what. Okay. So they had picked out Jesus. I thought, day before Halloween, I got to wear it for Rich on his show. Thank you. Yeah. Well, th well thank so, you, children. Thank yes. you, children. So for this me. is courtesy of Axel, Magnus, and Matthias. Okay. They thought it'd be fun. Why did they... I don't know. There's no... Re Last year, I was a poop emoji. <laughs> uh, so you were on the gamut. One year, I was just a heavy set guy. Okay. I think I was Where's Waldo another yeah. year. Yeah. And so then... it, 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 there's no rhyme or reason. Okay. Ah, I love Will Ferrell, man. All of his appearances on this program, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, to check out our full nine-plus years yeah. archives of our show. Back here on the show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Before we get to the trade news that Brockman was teasing, saying a big trade has happened in the NFL before the trade deadline, make sure you get the Game Time app on your phone or mobile device. We have, and we love using it. That's Chris Brockman using it for a right. hockey event in the Los Angeles area, correct? That's right. TJ Jefferson used it to go to uh, the downtown Hoops Dojo over the weekend. Yeah. And mistakenly didn't put the promo code in. No. Oh. <laughs> no. Lil no. Jon Snow no. is not happy no. about no. it. No. But you should use it. We all do here. And you should use the promo code because you'd get $20 off your first purchase. That's the code rich. And when you... Download the Game Time app and create accounts. Create the account. You can see how use, easy it is to use. You can find all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with just a couple of touches. After that, you get your tickets. All in prices means you get to see your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Again, restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Create an account. Redeem code RICH, R-I-C-H, $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Christopher, let's react. I'll, I'm going to react to you. React to me, Rich. What's the? Uh, where's the Dateline? Okay, Dateline, Washington, D.C. Okay, the commanders have traded away somebody else. Chase Young. Get out of here. To the 49ers. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Right somewhere. Wow. Somewhere. That noise is Albert Breer losing his mind. Oh. They've got Nick Bosa and Chase Young. It's, you know, this is ridiculous, I mean, it's man. the Ohio State University's oh. finest. Ooh. Are they going to get Joey Bosa, too? What do you think? Wow. For, wow. A, for a compensatory third-round pick, according to everyone. Now, this pisses the Dallas Cowboys. I think Jake Glazer had it first. I mean, why is it that my team's the only team that doesn't make the Eagles? Because they got to call you. They got to call you. That's what Jerry said. Take a nice chunk out of the pie. Well, he gets, I give him permission. Do something. Get a lineman. You got an, well, you're talking about an offensive lineman? Yes. You and 31 other teams. That ain't happening. The Jets got down to their practice squad guard snapping footballs to Zach Wilson in the middle of a you know, rainstorm against Leonard Williams in his final game of the Giants and, and Kayvon Thibodeau. The Jets are desperate for an oh, offensive lineman, and so are 31 other teams. Yeah. That guy's not walking through the door. Well, no team's trading an offensive lineman in a million years in the middle of this. Well, how you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, did they check? It doesn't seem like this team even 
tries to, and I well, know you got an know, hour and you got an hour and thirteen minutes. I know we left. don't know everything that goes on, but when you see the Eagles consistently getting better, uh-huh. you see the Niners consistent, and you got Uncle Jerry sitting there going, "We're happy with where our roster is." It's like, come on, man! Like this is this wow. is frustrating as a fan. Get your damn act together, man! Little John Snow just went red yeah, wedding on us, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right there, huh? Because everyone but us is getting better right now. Everyone, huh? Everyone that. Is a well, the Eagles do this all the time getting to a title game. The Eagles do this all the time. The 49ers just did it again. Wow, Chase Young. Wow, oh my gosh. Congratulations, Niners. By the way, that's one way to get Brock Purdy better is to uh, make sure he doesn't need to do too much because (laughs) they have separated the football from their opponent's quarterback. (laughs) And this is what we talked about yesterday with Daniel Jeremiah when he was saying that somebody other than Nick Bose has got to get home. Because I was just saying, hey, Nick Bose has got to show up like Mm -hmm. T.J. Watt. He's got to show up like Miles Garrett. He's got to show up like Micah Parsons and affect the game. And D.J.'s like, hey, he had nine quarterback rushes and hurries on Joe Burrow this weekend. Well, one way to get someone else home is to put Chase Young on the other side. Oh, and what are the commanders doing? Like, what? Why? Why do they need it? Why are they just flipping defensive linemen? All you know, like it's no. You get it. like it's no like like you it's it. no like it's nobody's business. I mean, Montez Sweat and Chase Young get, get him out. So I guess in one way you're pissed that Dallas is not going to be able to. The Joneses aren't keeping up with the others, but Definitely hey, not. when you face the commanders, you don't have to face Sweat or Chase Young. That was an easy one anyway. So so what? <laughs> it's tough to have a sports conversation course, with Lil yeah, Jon yeah, Snow, yeah, don't you yeah. think? Lil Jon's yeah. upset. Lil <laughs> Jon's upset. He's drinking some crunchies. So Chase Young going to the 49ers. I like it. It's aggressive. I like the aggressivity. Aggressive. I just, well, they're again, an aggressive honestly, front office. We're sitting there. It's it's gonna it's gonna suck, you know, on the draft night. But that's again, you're you're just like taking some third round choice. You don't know who's gonna be available. You have no idea. But you can get Chase Young now. It's no brainer. And your owner, you know, Jed York's like, do it. Steve Wilkes is like, thank you. Meanwhile, there there might be a dust up in the defensive uh, coordinator's office there in uh, D.C. You know, I mean, what's up with that? I mean, if you're Jack Del Rio, you're just like, what? What? Come on! Did you not just see how we were able to chase Hurts around? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, it's funny. It's coming off of a really good game. I just now thought about that. You're right. Like. They, they played really well on hey, Sunday. Kind of gave them. You got to be happy. Mac Jones got to be happy. Bill, hey, hey, it was just an hour ago where somebody went into Bill O'Brien's office or Belichick's office. Hey, hey, Montez Sweat's not going to be coming your way this weekend. Okay, hey, I got it. We just we here's another one. No Chase Young either. You know, it's possible uh, there might be first downs and maybe a touchdown on Sunday for the Patriots. There you go. <laughs> Won't that be great for you? Terzo in Iowa. Let's go, All Terzo. Right. How about you? How about you? How about yeah, you? Yeah, buddy. All right. To the window, <laughs> to the Chase Young train. Oh, man, that is awesome. I'm stoked now. I was a little bit – I was licking my wounds after our third straight loss, but getting this news today, I love it. Absolutely love the move because you are correct. We need more pressure on the quarterback, and it can't just come from Nick Bosa. Yeah, I know. Exactly. And, and, and otherwise, too, you know what these trades do? It, it sends a jolt into the locker room to say, hey, front office is competing just as hard as you. And we know you know you might need some help and we're going to help you out. You know, and that 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 for a team on a three game losing streak, I believe, is a considerable metric that you have to lock in here. Hey, we've lost three in a row. Who doesn't need Chase Young? We can add him. And, you know, again, don't forget Chase Young. And Bosa on the same line, it, it's it's like Big Ten action all over again. And um, Young goes and Bosa winds up killing it. And it's it's kind of amazing. Well done on that front. Uh, I'm, awesome. I'm happy for it's you. Awesome. I'm, I'm not. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm super excited. Hey, Brockman, uh, <clears throat> a heads up for your costume. If you're going to wear that, 
is a guy who's uh, dressed up as Deadpool on multiple occasions. Oh. Wear a cup, my dude. There you go. The easiest way to fix that problem. There you go. There's Terzo in Iowa giving you advice, some counselor. Uh, he's giving you some help. You know, so there you have it. So, so the Commanders are tanking. So everyone call for Dotson, call for Gibson, call for McLaurin. Tanking. They're not tanking. Then what are they doing? I don't know what you they're doing. You trade away these two studs on che- defense. Check you say out, they don't tank. Check Chris, out, I agree. Check out Magic's um, Twitter. Twitter feed. Yeah, we got to find by. out what Magic has to say about. What's all the last this? thing that Magic tweeted about? All right, so the last thing Magic Johnson tweeted about was oh, on the 29th, hanging out with Hall of Famers at the Commanders game. Oh, okay. I can imagine his next tweet might be something like "Sweat and Young are no longer Commanders because we traded them." <laughs> or a big trade, Washington. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to Vinny in Long Beach. We've got, got about 90 seconds left before the end of the show. What's up, Vinny? Hey, how's it going, Rich? How are you? Good, good. Big fan of the show. Thank you. Um, what's up, fellas? Mikey Del Tufo. What's hey. happening, Vinny? Hey. What's up, brother, man? Be well. Vinny to Mikey. Vin Rock. Yo, what's up? Um, I just want to call, talk some Chargers football real quick, man. I mean... You know, they'll start the season. Offense is balling out. Defense can't stop anybody. You know, Brandon Staley. And then we play the Chiefs, and then the offense goes cold. And we hold them to 20. Well, that game was 24 to 17 for most of the second half. And offense just can't get it done. And the defense finally wants to step up. I just want to know what you think. Like, what has contributed most to our rough season? Is it Brandon Staley? Is I have no idea. I, I have no idea. But let's just see if, if their win over the Bears can actually springboard this thing where they everybody got – it was a, it was the proverbial get-right game. But uh, And thanks for the call. But standing in their way is one of the hottest teams in football that once upon a time was 1-3, left for dead, now only one loss behind their division leader. Coming your way. On Monday Night Football, that was the New York Jets. That's going to be some game. It means a a poop ton. Yeah, Yeah. huge game, actually. Yeah, it is. Jets could go five and three before heading out to Vegas to take on this steaming mess right now. First team to ten wins on Monday. Why? Because it's tough to win games when you're – have only score seven points or what? Yeah. No, I mean the Jets' offense stinks, and the Jets have a good defense. So <laughs> oh, first I see. team to ten wins. You think the Cowboys could get Max Crosby by the trade? <laughs> by the way, call and ask. Call and ask. That's Who what you knows? have to do because they're not calling out. All right. Well, as soon as we oh, the show ends, I calls are only call. have to come from within the house. Call yeah. and ask, man. Fun stuff with Jim man. Jackson. Oh. And also Albert Breer and Dan Orlovsky, who I will see in Germany in two days. We're back on the Roku channel in a moment.